0: Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today I am here with Quavi. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Quavi is a certified weight coach slash life coach and retreat creator that helps successful women in midlife manage their health, mindset, and waistlines. She uses her coaching programs and retreats to help help inspire women all over the world to transform their lives and bodies in the process. And women experience a new lease on life. She offers luxury retreats and events to inspire women to transform their lives and bodies, including her signature event, The Simply Vibrant Life. So, The Simply Vibrant Life, which is a seven day international luxury retreat, which she has hosted in Thailand, Morocco, and Bali. The Simply Vibrant Life is an empowering, educational, and fun global retreat for women. And her next retreat will take place in Greece. She received her Bachelor's of Science in Information Technology from Thames Valley University in the United Kingdom and obtained a Master's in Medical Informatics uh, from Northwestern University in Chicago. Kwavi is a wife and mother to two teenage boys. She's a blogger with the Huffington Post and Thrive and has been featured on CBS, NBC, Best Self Magazine, and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Kwabi, welcome to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's so great. And I'm really happy to have you here. And I'm excited for the conversation we're going to have today. But as a first-time guest, let me ask you um, the the question here, which is, you know, what do you enjoy doing during your Me Time? So for me, I love the mornings. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: I like to get up before everyone else in my household. I have that morning time, you know, if I want a journal, if I want to read my devotional, meditate, that's my favorite time because that's just me. And I can put on really soft music and just take in the morning without any interruption. <laughs>
0: oh, that's great. Yeah. And you have two teenage boys that live at home. Yes, I do. <laughs> and they're at home? Yes, they, they are. Do? Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine it could get maybe kind of rowdy and, um, yeah. you know, being the only woman in the house.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even though I enjoy that because I'm an only girl, so I'm used to that. But oh, still, okay. you know, I only had brothers, but still it's like having that time uninterrupted. Oh, it's yeah. Beautiful. It's just
0: a beautiful thing. It sure is. And yeah. how long have you been start? Uh, how long have you had this kind of morning time to yourself? Morning.
1: I've always see I'm a morning person. Mm. So and then everyone else in my household, my younger son is probably, a little bit like a morning person, but now he's a teenager. He, everyone, you know, gets up just before they need to get up. So for me, I've always, since I've been a child, I've always had that morning thing where I just get up early. I love that morning time where I can Mm -hmm. just do what I need to do. If I want to read a book, if I want to catch up on any of my shows, it's always in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, and also we're the freshest in the morning, right? Well, yes. I guess if you're a morning person, because I, I too am a morning person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, some people get a lot of stuff. They, they like the evenings. i just not a huge I night person. I can't see. I've, I'm falling asleep. Le- left to me, it's just that I have kids, <laughs> but it's actually changing now. Now I go
1: to bed before them. Right. But I can't stay up. I just want to go to bed. And because I wake up early. And then when I say early, I get up very early. I get up at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. So, okay. Well, me, you're, you're more of a morning bed. person than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to be in bed by nine. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I'm in bed by nine too. Um, yeah. But wow. Yeah. 430. That's, thirty—that's that, yeah, that that's would be a little normal. early for me, but oh my gosh, <laughs> but what, a, I mean, what a great thing, right. To spend some time for yourself. Yeah. You could do what you want to do. I like mm-hmm. to say you fill your cup in the morning and then, yes. you know, you don't know you're going to have to give away your time and energy and all kinds of stuff throughout the day so you know having that morning time is so important oh yeah it
1: is i just love it i cherish it and when i can't do it it's like uh right (laughs) Right.
0: so great great thank you for sharing that you're welcome okay so you know as you and i conversed before this Mm -hmm. um you know we uh we, we kind of have an overlap with our uh, demographic of women that we serve.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I thought it would be great to have a conversation with you about, uh, one of the things that I haven't really talked about too much on the podcast yet, Mm -hmm. but I do talk about it, you know, in my audio blogs and just with clients and, Mm -hmm. you know, in our me time community and all that kind of stuff is, um, is the narrative that Mm -hmm. we women play in our heads. Right. Um, and we bring into our adult lives mm-hmm. and how that affects our choices and affects yes. our um, view of ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things affect our lives, you know? Right. So I want to talk with you today about, you know, our narrative and our stories that, that we have in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just kind of see where it goes and yeah, and what we... we kind of talk about here?
1: Yeah. So I think for most women, unfortunately, we play the same story that most times does not serve us. But the thing is, a lot of us don't know how to get out of it. And, you know, we see what we have, like we see our results and we're like, why does this keep happening? The thing is, our thoughts are central. Our thoughts determine our results. So if you're saying thinking the same thing over and over again, you're gonna get the same result. But I think most women don't realize they have that choice that they can change their thoughts. They have a choice. But I think because society, upbringing, you're used to doing things in a certain way, and sometimes you don't even question that. Oh, I could do it differently, mm. and you just keep on doing the same thing over and over again.
0: Right. Yeah, it's that like that Einstein quote, right? Like mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Different.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So our thoughts determine our results because our oh, thoughts yeah. lead to actions.
1: Yeah. Cause typically when you think a certain way, you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the you know, dependent on how you feel, you're gonna act a certain way. Like it's hard, like when you're excited, it spurs you into action. When you feel kind of nonchalant, you're gonna you're not gonna do anything. So but then it's all, it all comes from the thought because your thought will determine how you feel about anything. And then when you look at it from that perspective, so however you feel is how you're going to act. And when you act a certain way, it, you know, you get a certain type of action, you get a certain type of result. So it, it's like a domino effect. So really what most people should be examining, which most people don't do is the thought. A lot of people change the action part. Which is short-lived because you really you still have those thoughts, and that means your feelings are still affected.
0: Mm. Yeah. So a lot of people change their actions, but their thoughts remain the same. Correct. Mm. And that's why most times it's not sustainable. You know,
1: you just change the action piece, and you've probably seen this because you do weight loss and you know maintenance for women that are trying to maintain their weight. If you don't change the way you think about yourself, you can do the actions for short period of time and after a while you go back to the old way of doing things because you never really understood why you were thinking a certain way and you never really changed the thought you just kept doing the action but after a while the action is going to be difficult because the action might stem from okay i'm just going to do this this way and it might be just okay i'm just going to discipline myself or i'm just going to use willpower to do it and willpower is finite it's not it's not infinite you only have everyone has a certain amount of willpower after that it's done so what happens when the willpower is gone and you can't do it anymore?
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking too. I'm thinking um, the other way too. Let me play little devil's mm-hmm. advocate. Yes. So I think sometimes you can keep changing your actions, and your actions are the things that determine your results, right? So if you're mm-hmm. gonna yes. go on, you're gonna have a new healthy eating plan, let's say, mm-hmm. and um, maybe you think to yourself, oh, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to lose weight. I've always been mm-hmm. overweight and, you mm-hmm. know, I'm in my fifties, sixties, forties, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but you say, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing, I'm going to keep eating healthy. I'm going to keep whatever it is, you know, and, and mm-hmm. keep taking those actions can. And so that is going to change the result, which is Correct. possibly weight loss over time. Mm-hmm. Now, yes would you say that that could change your thoughts about yourself? Like, Oh, I, I can actually do this. I can, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, about that? Okay.
1: So my thoughts about that are, is that the person is taking action and the two types of action I always mention. I always talk about regular action and it's massive action. Massive action is when you're doing stuff over and over, you fail, you keep on going because you're like, I am determined. I want to change my result. Now the act, but most times massive action is stems from, you've probably changed your thoughts and you're going to believe that. So let me give you an example. Sometimes, and you probably see this with clients as well. You will get clients who probably have never lost weight in their life, or they've been a certain weight and they want to go below that. And they're trying to believe that for a client like that, they have to change the way they think about themselves and have to e- even though they have they don't believe this they have to find a way to believe the new thought that they can lose weight and when they believe that new thought it stems them and they feel like okay you no, know, i can do this and, they're energized and they energize and you know they're confident and they start to take action and even when it's not going they keep on doing it because the thought is i can lose weight this is possible but they have that thought at the back of their mind and they take the action and then they're gonna see the result. Now, for someone who isn't practicing that belief, it's very difficult for them to keep that action going because after a while they're gonna be like, yeah, this is not
0: working. And then they give up. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of a couple of beliefs. Let's yes. say a, you know, we're talking about the woman who wants to lose weight here. So we'll mm-hmm. keep with that example. Yeah. Um, so you talk about, you know, changing the way um we have to change the way we think about ourselves. Now, yeah, two things here. One could be our ability to make a change, right? Can I make this change? Maybe they've tried dieting before, you know, they have tried mm-hmm. losing weight before. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, after so many, quote, unquote, failures, as they might call it, Um, they may feel like I just can't do this. I've done it. I've tried before my hardest and I just can't do it. Okay. So there's the ability. Mm -hmm. And then I think another limiting belief would be, am I worth this success? Right. Because Mm -hmm. we talk about, you know, fear of failure, which is the first thing. And then fear of success of like, I've never envisioned myself to even be that smaller size. That's right. Um, yeah. am am I even, you know, do I deserve this? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's two of those yeah. kinds of things going on. Right.
1: Yeah. And that, that's really true because
0: for a lot of women
1: that when they lose the weight like that, that forces them to assume a new identity that they're not even familiar with. And for some of them, that can be scary and in some cases, they end up self-sabotaging so they can get back to the way they used to be because that's more comfortable for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's just really heartbreaking because on yes, one it hand, is. It you is. know, they really want it. They end, exactly. They and you know also you know, in midlife, what I love about women in midlife too is mm-hmm. sure there's the aesthetic parts of losing weight, right? Like we all want to yes. look good. We all want right. to look better, right? Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, yeah but you know, um, one of the, the things I love about women in midlife is like, it's not just that. I mean, it may be on the list of, of motivators, mm-hmm. but it's not usually the first thing on the list like they want to be healthier they want to move Correct. around better they want to go on vacation and enjoy their bodies and their lives yes. they want to, you know they they want to be able to do fun things and yes. all that kind of stuff you know so um so yeah that's I forgot where I was going <laughs> with that yes. um do you remember what, what yeah but what I, I think
1: saying? the way you were going with that was I think you know because of the woman that you talked about that unfortunately now she self-sabotaged and went back to her original weight because we're talking about that. And you are saying it's sad, but I think things like that stem from the same issue with the belief system. They believe so much in their old identity. They can't even see that they can be a different person. Right. And when they assume this new person and it's not like, it's like they're in a new body and they're not comfortable in that new body. That's what it is. And they're like, no, I need to go back to the way I was. But the, the main thing that can kind of tackle that is really their thoughts. And it's, and it's an ongoing thing. It's like trying to believe something new and we all do it. And I know sometimes we think, oh, I can't be, I, you know, sometimes when you tell someone, oh, you're going to be able to lose weight, they might say, well, I've never done it before. Or it could even be something random, not even weight. It could be, oh, will you do this for me? Like, oh, I've never done that before. And, and sometimes like I, when I work with my clients, I always tell them, you know, we're going to refrain from using statements like that. Because for me, I feel that when you say a statement like that, that just blocks your brain from even trying, Mm -hmm. like I've never done that before. And then I always ask them, have you ever done something new before? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, see, we are capable of doing these things, but sometimes we block our brains from even helping us create new things because we're like, oh, I've never done that before. And when you say that, it's like the brain shuts down. It's not even going to get creative. It's like done, nothing.
0: Right. right. Yeah. That's really true. It just narrows your thinking and there goes the brainstorming, the creativity and the hope and the optimism and all those things. Yeah. And you know, like we I mean, yeah, again, you know, it's great with midlife women because they have so many, um, you know, th- past successes they can look back to and, and be like, well, I never did that before, but but then I did it, right? Because mm. we all do yes. everything for the first time at some yes. point, right? We always, Yeah, <laughs> of course, that's
1: the thing. And I think some of us forget that. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, we haven't done it before. I'm like, yeah, but what does, I, and I was Chat, I always challenge my uh, clients. I'm like, so if you haven't done it before, what does that mean? Right? It doesn't mean you can't try. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't even attempt. You know. Yeah. So I challenge them on that. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. And even and even too, we're talking about you know our stories and our beliefs and all that. Like where they stem from. Yeah. Di- they stem from different places, right? And one of those places yes. is our childhoods. Yeah. And you know we often adopt beliefs that are mothers had, our grandmothers, our aunts, Correct. other women around us um, have, and we adopt those as our own. We see how they talk about themselves. We see how they talk yes. um, to others and how yes. they describe other women, right? Mm-hmm. How they look at their bodies in the mirror. Yes. All of those things we pick up as little girls, right? Correct. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I really like this, th- this saying, um, mm-hmm. just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true, yeah, exactly. It's really yeah. important to remember that. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, it's tr- that. It, that is so true. Because sometimes I tell my clients, like when they have different thoughts that come up, I tell them, okay, let's use an insert. Um, and it could be anything, and even if it's true to them at that point, it could be as something as simple. Um, I've never lost weight before, and that's okay. And I tell them when they make when they add the insert, and that's okay. It softens it. Mm-hmm. It makes it believe that oh, there's an opportunity some learning here it it acknowledges that okay i know i've never lost weight before but that's okay that i haven't lost weight it doesn't mean i can't lose weight right. as opposed to i can't lose weight
0: right i love that i love that um adding adding yeah. that and that's yeah. okay because yeah. um it also i think gives you permission to be gentle with yourself
1: yes show compassion for yourself yeah the the other thing i do is sometimes i tell them to put it on the in the beginning And it could be the same thing. It could be like, it's just a thought that I can't lose weight. Mm. It's just a thought. Right. And, you know, so using those, because I think for a lot of us, we, we, we don't realize the amount of power in the things that we say and that our brain is available to help us. But sometimes we prevent that from even happening by the statements that we make about ourselves.
0: Right right they become subconscious yeah beliefs yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's almost like on replay over yes. and over and over it's right like... and then imagine years or decades of the yes. same you know record player mm-hmm. <laughs> right playing over and over again yeah and um so it's, and we it's all do hard. it you know we all, yeah, do, we all it. do it of course yeah oh, it could yeah. be weight it could be intellect it could be whatever right yeah
1: it could be and it could be a number of things mm-hmm. um, but the beautiful thing is, it can it can change. You can ch- anyone has this ability. It's uh, open to anyone who's willing to try and be aware and do the work, because it is a lot of work, right? And, and, and right. sometimes you end up discovering that you're completely different from who you thought you were. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, as women, we have all these layers and layers and layers that we put on, you know, masks that we put on ourselves. And when you start to unpeel, you're, it's almost scary because you realize you're a completely different person from what you've been, you know, right. showing to the world all these years.
0: Right, right, yeah. And some people, I think, um, especially you know, over the years, people get mm-hmm. used to you being a certain way, right, and yes. thinking about yourself a certain way. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and we've trained the people around us, whether they be family, friends, right. colleagues, coworkers, neighbors, mm-hmm. to yeah. treat us the way that we believe. Mm-hmm we, we should be treated. Right. Yeah. So there's a, it's a lot of work, like you said, but okay, yeah. it's a lot of work. Right. But yes. you know, what, what are some of the benefits of changing our thinking? In fact, oh my you goodness. have, you have this really great phrase, I think it's being the boss of your brain. So if you yeah. can talk about that a little bit and, you Oh know, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just freedom
1: mm. on so many levels when you're able to be who you are unapologetically, Without you know thinking, oh, I have to pander to this person. This, person. it's just like you're being you, and there's a feeling of you know your confidence level. Everything just changes. It's like you walk in a different way, because our brains, unfortunately, are always gonna give us like most times the worst case scenario. Especially if we're moving towards that direction, it's gonna say, oh no, you shouldn't do this. Oh, you should do that. But we have to tell our brains. A lot of the time, like, no, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to do this. Especially if it's something new that you haven't done before. It's gonna say, like, oh, no, you can't do that. You're going to get hurt. Maybe you'll never get Maybe you will get hurt. But you know what? Let me try. But our brains, we have like two parts of the brain. We have the primitive brain and we have the prefrontal cortex, which is the, you know, the higher level brain. And most times, the primitive brain wants to take over. And it's very impulsive. It doesn't want you to do anything. It's like, no, just stay where you are. Let's do things the way they are. If you, even if you're driving to work, it doesn't want you to take a different way to work. It wants you to go exactly the same way because our brain is programmed to run away from uh, fear, uh, from pain, seek pleasure, and be efficient. Those are the three things. So when you think about those three things, of course, it doesn't want you to do something new. It doesn't want you to go bungee jumping. It doesn't want you <laughs> to learn how to scuba dive, you know, mm-hmm. different things. But those are things that allow you to grow. That's how we grow because we build courage when we step into these different environments and do things that are different, even though we're scared.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that amygdala, right? The fight or flight, they us Yeah, exactly, us from yeah. Whereas the pre prefrontal cortex it's it's like the newer part of our brain right it's not quite it's the it's the youngest part of our brain yeah yeah
1: and they're ready to go with the flow but you have to tell the the other part like nope sorry Mm -hmm. i'm in charge here because if not the brain will just take you along like listen if we listen to our primitive brain we will we'll do the same thing oh and you know what some people do that you do the same thing over and over again yeah. No change, nothing. Just stick to the same
0: thing. Right. Right. And there's a cost to, to sticking to the same thing too. Yeah. You know? Right.
1: I think you never really, cause I, I think women, especially midlife women, I think we have an opportunity to really shine. Mm. And when you don't get that opportunity, it's almost as if you are sleepwalking, like you're living, but you're not really living. You're just kind of coasting along and not really enjoying life. And I, I always t- like I always tell my clients and friends that life is 50/50. Even when you decide to do those things and you know step out of, you know, what you're used to. It's not guaranteed it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But you know what? At least you tried it and you won't have the feeling of oh I wish I had tried that. Right. Cuz life is 50/50. It's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. I think just owning and
0: accepting all of that—that's part
1: of the human experience,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and something too that I uh, really believe is, you know, it's 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 who we become in the process of yeah. change, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and then the icing on the cake, so to speak. I need a better phrase for that because I don't <laughs> want to refer to a cake um, <laughs> right? if we're talking about weight loss. But I know, you know, right? The icing on the cake. Until I come up with a better phrase, is that yeah, we do. Right. reach our goals eventually, um, yes. you know, and, and do lose the weight and, and whatever. Right. But, but that just is, that's just an extra, right. But who we become like, and the, and the things that we learn about ourselves and our abilities, um, we can, we can move those lessons into our next opportunity.
1: Yeah. Different areas of our lives. I mean, that is so true. Like I normally t- I like to tell my clients, even when they're trying to lose weight and it's not happening. And I tell them, do you realize, I always tell them, think about the non-scale victories that are happening in your life right now. Mm, because that. as you're, yeah, because you're learning, you're learning how to overcome those cravings. You're learning how to honor your body. You're learning how to honor commitment that you've made to yourself, which women don't do a lot of. You know, we're ready to drop everything for our kids, spouses, friends, parents, but for ourselves. And doing that is like you're, you know, you're honoring the commitment that you've made to yourself to be healthy, to lose weight, to eat what you've said you're going to eat. And there's growth in that. It might not reflect on the scale all the time, but you're growing. Mm, Absolutely.
0: So so how does one begin this process of unlearning or changing the narrative and being the boss of their brain?
1: Yeah, it's a step I mean it's a step by step process, but it all begins with whatever next process that you want to begin, whether it's losing weight, writing a book, um, you know, starting a business. That's where you learn because fear is going to come up and that's that's the first part. Learning how to overcome that fear because your brain's going to tell you, oh, I don't think you should do that, you know, oh no. And you have to tell your brain, I got this, I can do this, let's try this and just, right. you know, keep on moving, you know, because we know when we're in danger, you know, when there's fire, you know, when there's real danger, mm-hmm. our brain doesn't know that. It's like, oh, you're doing something new. Oh no, you can't do
0: that. No, no, no,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: hmm Yeah. And um, one of the, one of the guys I follow, his name is Mm -hmm. Seth Godin and I've been following him for a while. You know, yeah. I'm not surprised you know who he is. Mm -hmm. So he um, talks about, dancing with the fear you know not yes. expecting that Love fear it. will not come fear is going to be there Accept it there. accept yeah. it we all right. have fears and yes. if we try something new of course there's going to be course. fear right yeah um but we have to learn how to dance with the fear I agree. not I agree. avoid it right yeah. um because yeah. it's going to be there
1: yeah i definitely agree with that. i think with all emotions that's one of the things i i like to tell my clients and friends, that you have to embrace the emotion. Don't push it away. When you push it away, that's when you find other things to kind of distance yourself from it. So you put something in between it, whether it's more food, alcohol, gambling, pornography, something. What I tell, and that's because you want to feel, we have to get more comfortable with feeling our emotions. We don't want to feel anything. Right, right. And and, you know, when you, when you're, when you accept that you're going to embrace it. And the thing with fe- with the thing with um, emotions is it's very short lived. It doesn't last, like it's not drawn out. You feel it and it, it dissipates mm. and you're like, Oh, but we're scared of even feeling that for a little mm. bit, mm-hmm. you know? And I tell, I always
0: say, what's the worst that will happen?
1: You feel an emotion, right? That is really the worst that will happen.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling, whether it's, uh, you know, any kind of feeling. Any kind of feeling. feeling. It's just a feeling. That's it. Right. Okay, Kwabi. Oh my gosh, I (laughs) loved talking about this with you. So um, let's see, do you have uh, anything special coming up that you're excited about? Yes, I am very excited about um,
1: an online event that I'm going to be hosting um, in a few days, November the 7th. And it's for midlife women. And typically that phase in life for women is not celebrated. So this event is all about celebrating women in midlife Mm. and letting them know that the time is now, whether it's weight they want to lose, they want to write a book, they want to go on an adventure, um, whatever it is, The time is now. And I I want them to stop playing that, I call it the waiting and wishing game, Mm -hmm. waiting for this to happen or wishing. No, no, (laughs) Start now. It's never, ever going to be perfect. Right. You know, just go ahead and do it. It might, two things will happen when you try it out. It might work and you'll be like, yes. And you know, our brain loves accomplishment. So that will even be better for you too. Or it doesn't work. And guess what? You can tweak it or you can decide I've tried it. I'm not doing it again. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. So um, yes, yeah, so I'm very excited about it because I think women in midlife, like I did a few interviews and, and a lot of women in that space feel invisible mm-hmm. and I want to bring them all together in a space where we can just encourage, inspire, motivate one another, where they can believe that their age does not determine the next things they do mm-hmm. for the next few years. doesn't have anything to do with that. They can do it if they want to
0: wonderful i love it i love it so i'm gonna put your uh, website and then all your social media platforms including TikTok. i can't believe you're on TikTok. oh yes <laughs> i love
1: being on. and you know the strangest thing there are other women in that age group that are there
0: really and the
1: young people probably don't want us there but see these are the things we're trying to change we're trying to change this narrative
0: that we can be in any space mm, that we want to be that's right that's great well i love that i love that <laughs> all right kwavi hey thank you so much for coming on here i really enjoyed talking about this with you you. and um and best of luck with your with your program celebrating women in midlife you know giving us a place where women in midlife can be seen and heard because yes Yes. they do feel invisible and that Mm -hmm. nobody cares about them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fact that I've met another woman like yourself um, who who really do uh, really, really care about this demographic of women. Oh, I do. Oh, um, my goodness. And have really dedicated, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, really dedicated our, our our lives to supporting these women. So um, a kindred spirit you are, Kwabi. Yes. So um, <laughs> thank you again so much. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. Thank you. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. The best way is to simply tell your midlife friends about it. It also helps the show's visibility if you rate and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or simply directly in your Apple Podcasts app if you listen to the show that way. And if you want more Me Time in your life and continue the conversations we have on the show with other women on a similar journey, Consider joining our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook. Simply search for Me Time Midlife Community in your Facebook search bar or go to MeTimeMidlifePodcast.com to learn more. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember you've been taking care of everyone else. It's your turn to take care of you.